Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Cameron. Welcome. Welcome to the show, Cameron. Hello, Cameron. Thank you. This was your first time watching Ghost Adventures ever. What, what did you it, think of it, it? It was, and it was an adventure, as yeah. the uh, name of the show indicates. You both know this, but other people may not. One of the things that my parents like to do is watch Finding Bigfoot. So I'm accustomed <laughs> to a very different flavor of uh, cryptid hunting shows. And this was far more serious than what I'm accustomed to. Yes, uh, you shared that show with me like yeah. last week. It it's was extremely really good. bad. We should we should do an episode of that as like a Patreon reward or something. We like, should like sign up for Patreon. You get to listen to our Finding Bigfoot. Uh, oh shit! I'm giving away ideas for free out here. Starring Cameron. Starring Cameron. Uh, so so you never saw Ghost Adventures though until today. Correct. I've only seen parodies of Ghost Adventures and heard this podcast. So I went into this completely blind. All right. Cool. And Cameron, you're studying chemistry at school, right? I am. All right, so you you watch this with a scientist's mind. I guess you could put it that way. I also tend to enjoy more, um, how do you put it, like more campy things. And I tend to enjoy things that may not necessarily be critically acclaimed. So I tend to just take a backseat, turn my mind off. But with something like this, you just got to be like, uh, nope. I wonder if Ghost <laughs> Adventures has actually won any awards. I bet it has won something. Yeah. Some like, bullshit. Po- uh, most popular tele- horror television show award or something like that. For some award show nobody's ever heard of yeah. in their lives, like the Screamies <laughs> or whatever. Well, well we're going to win an award for this episode because um, we're going to Cripple Creek, Colorado. Which is near Pikes Peak. Sounds kind of neat, actually. What Cripple Creek were you thinking it was talking about? So, um, when I was in sixth grade, we had to sing a song in chorus called Cripple Creek. And the chorus essentially went, going up Crip Creek, going for a run, going up Crip Creek to have a good fun. And that's all I remember because it was, what, 15 years ago for me? But anyway, it's a really common colloquial name, I suppose. And... From the part of the country that I'm from, I'm sure there's a creek named that somewhere, just not anywhere in Colorado that I'm aware of. But there is. But there Apparently is. so. And it's a town. And, and it's, it's haunted. <laughs> and it's an old mining town in Colorado. We've got plenty well, of those in Colorado. It, it's an old mining town that is now a casino town. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the casino is one of the sources of ghosts things. And money. And ghosts, apparently, according to Zach Bagans. Because yeah. mining <laughs> obviously equals ghosts. Yeah, mining yes. equals ghosts. Obviously. We know this. this is proven. Also, casinos equals ghosts. Most of the time. Yeah. And this casino has the most frequently seen ghost in the USA, supposedly, allegedly. I bet Zach was just banking on there being a soiled dove ghost in this mining town. He wanted there to be one, but But there wasn't. But we didn't have one. So Zach has his glasses on as they're... Well, hold on. We just told you about this hotel, about this casino. Put that on pause because we're going to spend 10 to 15 minutes talking about a prison that is never revisited during the actual episode. It is, but like at but the very not. end and for two seconds. It's like a throwaway line. They spend so much time setting the prison up and absolutely no time delivering on anything that you're about to hear about, including the ghost of a prisoner who spits on people and a mysterious box where a child predator ghost supposedly pushes people around and everybody wanted to make a joke about Aaron going in there by himself. Anyway, that's the prison. <laughs> well, in my notes, I have that Zach described it as as a beautiful spitting prisoner that, of course, they had to go do a reenactment of. Oh, and he, like, explains the reenactment, too. He's, like, explaining why they're going to do a reenactment before he does a reenactment, which he never does. It was pretty anticlimactic. Like, who describes someone as spitting on another person as beautiful? That's my question. Well... Other than Zach. You've never been in the bedroom with Zach Baggins. Thank God. God willing, and the creek don't rise. (laughs) 
And then I also have a note in my note about some, like, I don't know what the deal was, but it looked like they had a guy in, like, a black Zentai suit doing a Spider-Man crawl yes. along the walls. Yes. Is that normal? That yes. Whenever, like, they want to hint to a dark figure, which wasn't even really mentioned yeah, in this they episode, in they put him in one of those. They just go to the, the holiday ex- or Halloween Express store. And sometimes they make him crawl around on the ground like a spider. It's really cute. <laughs> um, in this, this one, we meet a guy named Leon who used to work here at this prison because this prison becomes a haunted house. And Leon was working at the haunted house when he saw a ghost, which is like, come on, dude. (laughs) And supposedly the ghost said, when do I get to scare some people? And then disappeared. Like... Like that, like in the blink of an eye, just disappears. Zach tells us this big story about a screaming guy. So he's like trying to illustrate the difference between a residual haunting and and an intelligent spirit. And so what he's talking about is how maybe this guy screamed at one point. He was being treated badly, so he screamed. He was really mad. This is is Zach Bagans trying to give a science lecture. And now imagine that the conditions are right. They're exactly the same as they were on that day. It's the same time and same temperature and the same... Same day of the year. It's like a combination line. In the and same the moon, moon phase. phase. In the moon phase, yes. And they're showing all of this on the on on like rotary wheels like a combination walk would have. A combination walk. <laughs> And it's like one of those, it's like done almost like you're watching an educational video of how something works and operates. Yeah, it's like when you're in science class and you're learning, like, how does the moon phase change? You know, it's kind of like that animated GIF of some kind. And this, this little mention is for my friend Larry. It's almost like building a model. How does the moon phase affect ghosts? That's something you didn't learn in your science class, I bet. And I'm, I I just wanted to hear what those equations were that you plug into this model that he's talking about. Well, the answer, according to Zach Bagans, is the moon phase lets you hear ghosts because all these variables line up and then yeah, suddenly the you can hear the ghosts. Yes. Yes. But everything has to be, you got to have the right combination for the combination lock, of course, which it's... is why they don't always get evidence. And, and... I just want to give another parallel. It's like when all the planets align and your body explodes. Yeah, and you're and you die. And you die. Which happens to all of us every time the planets align. <laughs> that feel when? Yeah. Isn't that the plot of the second Thor film? I think so. Something like I that. I don't know shit about I got the it from Thor. something. The the Thor movies are so not interesting to me except for the really cool one directed by Taika Waititi. Yeah, who also made What We Do in the Shadows, which is an amazing movie and going to be an amazing TV show. Oh, they're making a TV show about yeah, that? Yeah, dude, yes. it's going to be on FX. We're, I'm psyched. Yeah. I'm extremely It has the fucking guy from the IT crowd in it who mm-hmm. plays the boss. Mm-hmm. I don't recognize any of the other people, but I recognize him and I love him. He's mm-hmm. one of my favorite comedians. He's so funny. Yeah. So also here is where Zach starts explaining paranormal waves. Did you pick up on this? No. Yes, he was talking about the solitary confinement cell. Yes. So, Cassie, Zach has talked about paranormal waves on the show. It's the moment that we always refer to where everything just starts to go to shit and it turns into total chaos. And it's like really funny, but must be super like irritating and and stressful to be in. You know what I mean? Where everybody's like, bro, I felt it too. No, bro, it's over here. Look at my head, bro. Like, look at my arms. But this was in the jail during the daytime and then nothing happened afterwards. Yeah. Wait, what exactly happened? He's just talking about paranormal waves. He's like using them as an example of like what can happen in these really haunted places. Okay, so I must have just been spacing out for that part. He was talking about that when they were in the solitary confinement cell, talking about uh, Joe, the uh, child molester. And they were joking about locking Aaron up in that cell overnight, which made Aaron super uncomfortable. That's probably where my mind was, was that area of discomfort (laughs) as to why we're like giggling at all. And, yeah. and then the segment. And then Zach says, let's not joke about child molestation, even though he was the one that started it. He was the one who's like egging it on from the beginning. He always does this. He always is like this where he's like, uh, well, you know, you guys got to calm down after he gets them all riled up about something stupid. He just likes to be edgy for his betterment. And then... He wants to make everyone else look bad. Even He wants though... to be like the adult in the room also. Yeah. Even though he's not. He's never the adult in the room. We all know you brought it up, Zach. He strikes me as one of those people that like tries to put words in other people's mouths, you know, like try to start something just to make himself look like the hero in that situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he does like like to look like the hero. We know this because he likes to make it it seem like he's helping the ghosts and he's helping them move on so that they can go to heaven or whatever. We're here to make a difference. So we move on next to the casino, talking mostly about Maggie. 
Maggie is a ghost who is seen here. She is the most frequently seen ghost in the USA, according to Zach. She turns lights on and off and turns heating on a lot, on and off a lot. It sounds like she's just the Fault. ghost of forgetting to turn the lights off when you leave for the night. Or the ghost of faulty wiring, perhaps. Yes, yeah. both of these things. <laughs> in this building that's old as fuck. Are you kidding me? I love how in a lot of the shitty reenactments of like the flashbacks to the ghost people or the, the images of the ghosts, there's a lot of times where they have the person who... <laughs> who's doing it stand like Jesus with their arms out to the side kind of like they're in a you know a metal band <laughs> doing that yeah T-posing power stance yeah well they also have them do this thing with their heads where they shake them around really fast <laughs> yeah. can you do that again into the microphone the really thing quick. where you shake your head around out <laughs> hey remember I can do this trick it's not a trick I can wiggle my tongue around it's by just... wiggling my head around and you just you just let your tongue go limp and wiggle your head and your tongue just flops around. So we'll give you a moment to try that at home, listener. <laughs> just try that at home. How was it? Did you hear it? Send your recordings in to insanelyhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. Meanwhile, we also, we learned that there's a group. Okay, so I took a note about this. It's like really, it's two seconds of the show. There's a man named Jeff Ravage who works with Mountain Peak Paranormal who has taken a photo of Maggie. And that's it. They show Jeff. Jeff holds up his photo and that's it. They never talk about Jeff or his photo ever again. It looks again. like someone oh. had frosting on their thumb and they touched the picture and they just kind of smudged it on there. Was, was that the IR photo? No. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because my notes say like, why is someone just taking an IR photo just because they can? But now that you brought up he's like part of a paranormal investigation, that makes sense. Mountain Peak Paranormal. I bet they're the they're the like Colorado local ghost hunters. Mm-hmm. Probably. We should see if they're still Wait, gone. This is an infrared photo? Yeah, that's that's what I have in my notes. And I'm over here like, really? Okay. Well how do you how can you tell the temperatures if there is no color? Do we have a grayscale to follow? It didn't have that on the photo, and that would have to be a pretty specially tuned camera in order to... Oh, they have them. Oh. They have them, Cameron. <laughs> they have special good cameras. They have special good cameras that they can kind of explain how they work, and but you, not really. And you can kind of see a ghost in there. And sometimes if it's hot, it's still a ghost, even though ghosts are supposed to be cold. Because my thing is, if it's an infrared photo, and we don't have a scale as to what the shades mean, if it's black and white, how do we know whether that splotch was a warm or cold spot? Checkmate, Jeff. Burn. Got him. Zach is being shown around by this guy. Did anyone get this guy's name? The guy the, who owns the, guy, the house? The guy, no, the guy. I'm oh, talking, sorry. The, I'm, we're at the casino still. Okay, okay. We're talking about the guy in green with the with the blonde hair, the short the short blonde hair, that gentleman. No, I, I didn't get his I name. don't remember this so person. So this guy is like so into ghosts and he's so into these ghosts. He apparently says that he works here because he that wants guy. to help the ghosts move on. Like he feels attached he, to the he ghosts. He was primed to say that though. Yeah. Zach was like, I know you work here. You know, like we all work our jobs to make money, but why are well, you, you really, really here? here? And <laughs> of course, what are you going to say? Like, oh, I, I'm making I money. Know. I don't know, dude. It's a casino town. What do you want? Or are you going to say something intelligent? Like I really enjoy studying the local history and, and, and the ghost's history and the, the, the wood crafting. Is that what you call it? Sure. The wood woodwork. Making? Woodwork. Thank wood you. Making. Wood making. Yeah. Yeah. This is the point where um, I have that Zach has this philosophic life conversation and we get this killer quote we don't know how energy works in our bodies and then zach goes on to explain how energy in our bodies matches with energy in our surroundings yeah, yeah. and then zach goes on to kind of play god in a sense of telling this man how this is his life's calling you know you were put here for a purpose and what higher being decided that purpose like whoa and then it cuts to the guy and he just goes yes yeah yeah because um, zach does this really long run-on explanation about Super it. rambly. And and the dude's just like staring at his eyes like, whoa, whoa. Oh my God, my mind is being blown yeah. right now. And then he says the... Yes. 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 A couple of other quick <laughs> notes I have on the casino before we move on to the house is they describe uh, a term that I haven't encountered, maybe you two have, called spill through, where they talk about it as human cont audio contamination. Like ah, humans yes. are contaminating like whatever ghosts may be in the area. No, uh -huh. they very rarely even bring this up. Yeah. Because I think they want you to not think about it for the most part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's his name? The, the guy in the green. He's like, oh, yes, I know what humans sound like. And trust me. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Spelling rumors. Aren't we assuming that these ghosts were humans at some point? 
Yeah. And don't we catch their voices on audio recordings? Exactly. Hmm. So... So they were walking around upstairs showing Zach and company around the casino. And they take Zach into Maggie's bedroom. And I made a note how it it was amazing how Zach did not climb on the bed. Yes, it was amazing because he usually that's his first move. Yep. He also goes on a bit about how difficult it was, like, real-life roommates living here with a ghost. That's a sitcom that Zach desperately wants to be on. No, that's an episode of Angel. That is an episode of Angel. Whoa, Whoa dude. dude. Damn. I'm telling you, he's modeled his entire life after Angel. He wants to be the investigator who specifically mostly helps out abused women whose boyfriends might be demons. And he's got to get rid of them because he's righteous. Uh, so the and bo- he's a vampire. And he's side. a vampire. That's the, the important side. part. That's the most important thing. But is he's, that he's a, a good vampire. vampire. And he wants to do good. And, and he has a soul. And that's why he's a very attractive. So a Twilight vampire. Stephanie okay, Meyer. So yeah, we've, we've, yeah we've, definitely. She, mm, she stole from. Edward is, Edward is boneless angel. Yep. Edward is the is diet angel, Edward Cullen. <laughs> diet and fucked up angel. Yeah. If angel could be any more fucked up. We should move on to the house. We thought this was going to be a two-part lockdown at the beginning of the episode. It's a three-part lockdown. But Except actually it's more still... like two lo- two-part lockdown and get rid of the jail part. Yeah. We're just replacing one part of the lockdown with another part of the lockdown. And they hear about this house from their uh, historian, Jeff. Jeff Bellinger. Do you remember Jeff? Yes, Jeff is like their their freelance historian that they have a contract with or something. And he will like investigate the towns that they're going to. And if he finds a place, I don't know how he would figure this out. Like, would they just like release a statement being like, if anybody in this town has any ghost stories. Just do a fucking press release. The Ghost <laughs> Adventures crew is coming to your town. Tell us your ghost stories. Anyway. I like mean, a Facebook post or Craigslist posting or something right. along those lines. Yeah, mm, yeah maybe. Right. So not so much researcher as much as PR man. Yeah. Okay. So there is a house where all of the tenants get mad and leave. (laughs) And it surely isn't because the landlord's kind of a doofus or because the place is falling apart or anything like that. We're not saying he is, but But, the landlord says it's a ghost. I'm just saying if you have 10 tenants in six years and they all leave angry, I feel like the problem might not be Try and run you down with their vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, that was a note how one of them chased the landlord down for 10 miles. Yeah. Didn't say on foot or in a vehicle, though. Yeah. But they, the flashback they had had a vehicle, so it was implied car. His his uh, significant other and their daughter seemed very nice. So hopefully he is a good person. And hopefully it is just ghosts. Well, he doesn't seem to know what he's doing because the basement... What did he do down there? I don't know! What happened down there? <laughs> but he also exposed a significant other and daughter to Zach Bagans. Yes, that's so... true. How good, of a, how good of a partner and parent can you be if that's what you're bringing to the table? Yes. I mean, we're... And small child, too. Like, we're talking... Mm-hmm. Six or seven. Mm -hmm. So this house was built in the 1970s. It looks really nice on the inside. It's kind of cool, actually. But it has a for sale sign outside. Yes, and... No, he's trying to get rid of it. Dan's try- Dan is tired of having this investment. It's not working out for him. And Dan says that he found out the first people who owned the place had a son that died. But then he also talks about how this land was the site of... And I don't know if this is true. There's no verification. There's no verification, but he says that it was the site of a battle between the Ute and Comanche indigenous tribes. And no verification is given. No historical reference is made. We're just asked to believe this. Mm -hmm. And either one of these two things could be the origin point for the ghosts. Mm -hmm. So at one point we hear a story about Dan installing a new thermostat and then he hears the pipes bang but he thinks it's someone like knocking on I don't know I, I'm i assuming it's the pipes banging because he's installing he's fixing the heating system mm-hmm. also wasn't there no that was in the casino where we heard a, a pipe bang yeah okay then never mind Dan refers to the basement as the dungeon at one point which is never elaborated upon what yeah yeah that was weird so there's a there's a mystery hole in the basement that Dan pulled a leather strap out of at one point and is very scared to dig back into it because he doesn't know what else is going to be down there. So Zach wants to dig into it. Yeah, the big the boys get their tools out and they just and start digging. By tools, we mean like stone age 
hand he's, hammer yeah, thing. Yeah, he's got like a little hand hammer that he's digging the cement out with. Like a literal giant dildo or something, just well, hitting the ground. They do eventually bring in power tools, and it starts to get very not OSHA compliant in there <laughs> very fast. Yeah. Because they're using like sawzalls, and you see all the sparks flying. Well, isn't, isn't like Dakota Layden or some young adult boy like nearby, like kind of leaning his head away from some like active sparks that are flying Maybe. around. I thought I saw that. So they dig. The, everybody helps destroy the basement over the course of the next like day, it seems like. And they find like just junk. Junk. Just garbage. Somebody's garbage. A ribbon. A metal tray. Nothing, yeah. Nothing significant. Nothing that I could think of as being like somebody's prized possessions. What if their house was built on an old landfill? And before they started digging, they were hyping it up like, yeah, we're going to find so many bones and so many dead bodies under here. Dude, like this is a landmine. But yep. there's none. And it's sad. And Dan probably feels bad for tearing his whole basement up of a house that he's trying to sell. Well, Zach's like, you might as well just rip it apart. And he's like, that's what I want to do. So before we can move into the lockdown phase, unfortunately, Nick has to leave us because of a death in the family. This is handled fairly sensitively, except for the moment in which Zach says, do you mind if I'm filming? And then just continues to talk as though Nick has answered that question without giving him a chance to actually answer the question. Yep. And then they bro hug. That's nice. Yeah. But it's all tainted by that first interaction where Zach's like, hey, can I keep filming you? What's going on, man? How's it going? <laughs> also, real quick, before we move into the lockdown, I have a couple more notes about the house. Mm-hmm. During the reenactment with Dan, that was his name, right? He was describing installing the thermostat and stuff, and he was talking about how he pulls out a pocket knife. And I was unaware that a pocket knife is an effective weapon against ghosts. Hey, <laughs> you never know until you try. And then we also have a quote from when they were destroying the house. Zach was talking about how destroying the house would help their investigation and how they were down in the basement, quote unquote, the dungeon. And then Zach says, think of how many houses have energy inside them. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) I'm over here like, there's electricity in this house, dude. Like most of them, probably. I'm willing to bet every house you've been in has energy. Unless you're Amish. So there's great news. And it's that even though we've lost Nick, Bill Chappell is here and he brought his connect. I'm so Bill, like, Bill, Bill, Bill Chapel. Bill, 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 <laughs> Bill Chapel, the, the, uh, the guy. The science The fraudulent quack. man. The fraudulent man, Bill Chapel, appears with his Connect camera. It's the first time we've seen the Connect in the show. Yeah. Zach even calls it out. We get a full explanation as to how it works. So is this actually like a modified Xbox yes. Connect? Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you were to freeze frame it, you could even compare the model. And you would see that it is an Xbox Connect that Bill has wired into a computer. And Bill has written some custom firmware for it. So, like, he's done some work. But still, it's an Xbox Connect, and that's hilarious to me. <laughs> it is. And I made a note of how polished that software looks. <laughs> because, like, I work with, you know, research equipment. And sometimes the software is not functional, and it acts like a Bethesda game. Uh-huh. Well, you should see the rest of Bill Chappell's creations. It's pretty, um, pretty bare bones what he works with. There's a lot of technology in this lockdown. So... So let's, I mean, we got PX device, we got spirit box, we got REM pods, we got structured light sensor camera, we've got infrared cameras, all kinds of shit going on in this lockdown. And Bill Chapel is going to be with Billy, Billy Tolly in the casino. Bill and Billy in the casino. While, Bill squared. <laughs> while Zach Beggins, Nick Roth. No, Aaron. Oh, sorry. There's no Nick. Zach Beggins and Aaron Goodwin are going to be in the demon house. Not that demon house, but this demon house. And we get a... With Dan, right? Yeah, with Dan. We get a little footage before they go inside. Apparently there's like... There's a white mist. A white mist. There's a white mist. Which Which I can't see. Which they debunked because nothing is burning. And no one is smoking. They debunked it as not being burning or smoking. Okay. I thought that they said it was debunked because nothing was on fire. Yes. Well, well, but they were also using the word debunked wrong because he does submit that this evidence is unexplained, not necessarily paranormal, but unexplained. Mm-hmm. Um, and we meet the, the rest of the fam. What's the child's name? Madison. Madison is Madison. here. And that's important. Remember, the child's name is Madison. Um, so Madison and her mom leave. They go away. Zach shoes them away. 
and they start talking to the PX device, which is the spirit speak and spell. Uh, and the first thing it says is Madison. Interesting. And then it starts repeating words that Zach is saying. Mm -hmm. Did you notice this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Zach makes a note of like, we've never had this thing act so vocal within the last five investigations. And is that true from two yes. people yeah. that have been binge watching this season? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is that like that means when when your equipment doesn't work for a while and then it starts working, that means it's extra real, like really, really, really real deal. Ghost, ghost evidence that's like, not how that works no it's not and especially it's when not. it when it's like malfunctioning and sounding like c3po or no, sorry, sounding like r2d2 i wrote down um stereotypical alien sound effects yes yes it also starts talking about spirits underground. It says that we are the spirits and that we're underground. Zach gets really offended that it keeps repeating him saying talk. And he's like, no, you talk. You talk. I'm talking already. See, I heard cop on that one. Okay. <laughs> and then I didn't hear underground either. I heard hunter ground. <laughs> Smells like bacon. <laughs> Uh, so Zach goes lights out before Dan is ready. <laughs> it's a great moment. It is. So Literally, funny. they've got the camera on Dan, and he's like, you know, I don't know, messing with something. He's got a cross. He's oh. got a Coptic cross out from, yeah. that he got in Egypt. Oh, yeah. Um, Ethiopia. Ethiopia, yeah. He's really focusing on staying safe, and then Zach's like, all right, well, lights out. And then you just see Dan's face. Like, he looks up like, like what? Wait, hold on, what? And then <laughs> the lights goes go black. out. <laughs> And then they cut to commercial because that's how you do television. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to scan this for the yeah, zine, I okay, think. Okay. Um, or that's your episode title. <laughs> so Billy, so Bill is explaining again to the camera how. The, so we bounce. Cam, you you may have noticed we bounce back and forth between the two groups. Happens a lot. Um, so if we go too fast on the alternating scenes, let us know. All right. Uh, next up, what I have is that Bill explains the connect again, and there's yes. just a huge amount of shit. He, like he's describing all of the equipment he has in there, and they get no evidence on it for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, they describe it as a 3D camera, and it, to me, it looked something like mocap software that you see, vid like the making of video game yeah. designers mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. using. Mm -hmm. And you see Bill like kind of wander out in front of the connect and start waving around just mm -hmm. to see how it connects this skeletal structure, mm -hmm. and they describe it as like a 3D imaging laser and I no. mean dude it, it's an Xbox Connect. Yeah. It's for video games you, like I know it's, it is. it's sophisticated technology and everything but be real. And then they <laughs> talk about how there's nothing for 28 minutes like that's super I relevant. That. I love when they mm -hmm. talk about how long they've just been standing there getting no evidence. It's great. And the water. I didn't quite understand what's going on here. Yeah this is back at the house. Right. So we're back at the house and now we're upstairs and we've Zach brings the spirit box out, which apparently provokes an orb to appear before mm -hmm. they even turn it on. Cameron, do you understand what the spirit box does? Not really. Okay. I have it in my notes is it scans multiple frequencies. Yes. It scans through radio frequencies. Like it oscillates through all of the available FM and AM radio frequencies. And the idea is that ghosts are able to speak through the white noise. And that's the that's the explanation that everyone gives us using that exact rhetorical positioning, which makes me extremely doubtful. What? Spirits, quote, speak through the white noise. What does that mean? What do you mean through? I have a big problem with the word through in that sentence. What do you mean by that? That's what they always tell us. And then the shit that they hear on the spirit box is like so clearly like ads on the radio or sometimes part of a fucking song. And you can like even hear instruments in the background. <laughs> So it's very dumb. So it's a radio. That's yes, what you're telling me. It's just a radio that automatically moves the the knob up. Also, if you were if if it were try, if you were trying to get ghosts to speak through white noise, wouldn't you just leave it on one station that's totally white noise? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's what that movie EVP is about. Did y'all know about this? No. There was a film called EVP that came out that maybe we should watch okay. for this because it's about ghost hunters that use electronic voice phenomenon. Okay. Uh, but anyway, there's no voices after 20 minutes. Yep. And then the PX device just goes crazy. Starts rapping. It's like... And it starts saying shit like drain the well, which is creepy. Which I heard do it well. Do it well. And then it's Do starts, it real good. And my favorite part, though, is when it goes like, ghosts re 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 ready, ready. <laughs> Which I heard is like, ghosts do it ready. <laughs> 
It's a great moment. And Zach takes it as like a provocation on them. As like, oh, they're ready for us? Well, we're ready for them. I just imagine like a Power Rangers like team of ghosts saying, we are ghost ready. So it's like the ghost Sentai squad is like yeah. ready to go. Yeah. That's a good, I would oh, watch that. Yes. Actually. So, and and Dan is trying to explain something about his water loss. Yeah. So, so his house, this property is apparently losing huge amounts of water. And he thinks that drain the well means something related to that. The, the ghosts are like trying to help him with his domestic issues. We have no idea what they're, what the connection is. We just don't get it. Drain the well, doesn't that mean you have too much water? Maybe. Uh, meanwhile, over at the casino, Bill, the Bills are hearing lots of clanks and slams. At one point, Billy hears a door slam followed by what sounds like a creaky door hinge, but is attributed to a female moan. But before that, they hear a sound that sounds like banging on a pipe. But yes. to me, it sounded like someone blowing into a microphone. Like a little... Yeah, like that. <laughs> you didn't hear it, but they heard Our listener heard it. Yeah, I so, mean, you'll hear it in the replay. You'll hear it in the replay, yes. Uh, while Bill and Billy are just kind of scratching their heads about this, I thought this was really funny. They both just sort of sit there radioing each other like, hey, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. Was that you? No, it wasn't me. Was it you? Can you hear me now? No, that was a truck outside. No, that doesn't sound like a truck. Well, I know what trucks sound like, and it sounded like a truck outside. Bill Chappell does not sound like an, a, a, a fun person to be around. I would not like being with Bill Chappell, I don't think. Well, anyway, all these noises made Billy super paranoid, and that's when we heard the door shut and the female moan, which I didn't hear any of that. Yeah. But they, of course, replayed it like five times, and I still didn't hear it. You have to have the hearing of a dog. Woof. I don't know what to say about that other than it didn't sound like that to me. <laughs> uh, Zach and Aaron are in the fucking house again, and they're like, now they've decided to go downstairs into the basement with the spirit box. And Aaron says the spirit, the spirits took over the device. And made it their own. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Okay, where was the REM pod? That was in the basement. And okay. it was like sitting in the wreckage of where they ruined the basement earlier. Okay. And then Zach proclaims that he is ready for ghosts. Yes. So they're ready for us. We're ready for them. We're going to go down there and wave our hands around in the air and get spooked by nothing. I just, I really want, I want the REM pod to start going nuts whenever somebody plays any REM song. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it on repeat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they just, would lose their minds if they heard that. There's something about R.E.M. that just makes you want to die. <laughs> Sorry if you're R.E.M. fans. We're taking a stand right now on Insanely Haunted. <laughs> this is an anti-R.E.M. <laughs> podcast. Well, I, I quite like them. They have a really cute parody. Get of, out of the show. <laughs> Wait. Oh. You were the ones that invited me here. Yeah, <laughs> well, like Zach Bagans, I've decided that I'm anti the situation that I've created. We don't have anything against R.E.M. We're just We're just being silly. No, they do have a really cute parody of funny, happy people with Sesame Street puppets. Oh, that's so nice. cute. So <laughs> a paranormal wave kicks off with Dan feeling like something <laughs> is behind him. And they see an orb that they apply these really cool electricity noises to because the orb seems to go like an electric line, Zach's mm -hmm. words, uh, towards Con the Connected to the ley lines. Yes, connected to the earth lines, the, the earth lines and ley lines. At one point, Zach is building all of this theory and what he says, I had to stop the show to write down. Skeptics will have their own theories while ours is validated by this chain of events. So the chain of events that happened is that they, Dan said that he felt a presence and then the IR camera picked up an orb moving behind him and then Zach had attributed Dan feeling this presence to the orb behind him and it to me it just kind of looked like Dan got uncomfortable and shifted positions because yeah. I tend to like move around a lot especially if I'm standing that's just human nature we're well, just gonna if, do a little dance you if know? you have any like natural movements or feelings or health problems it's usually always a ghost According to Zach. Yeah, everything's a ghost if it's happening to you because you're in a haunted place. Or a demon if it's like ultra bad, like heart attack symptoms. So what you're telling me is that according to Zach, he is looking for the ghosts that currently inhabit our own human bodies. Whoa, dude. Whoa. I've said too much. I don't know any what of the other that? lyrics. That's, what was that? That's part of an R.E.M. song. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not one I'm familiar with. Okay, well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Um, Zach and Aaron are amassing, quote, concrete scientific evidence. 
A um, massive concrete scientific evidence. Tons of it. While the Billies are investigating Maggie, they think they, they now have decided that they're hearing Maggie. That's what all of this activity is. Right. Something appears on the connect. Whoa! And Billy gets a call from Bill, and it's so cryptic. Bill is like, I need you to... Can you come here? And Billy's like... It's a ghost in a car. Yeah, it's a car ghost. It's a class D EVP. Yeah. <laughs> it's a class uh, uh, honk. H for honk. <laughs> uh, Bill, we, we do need an EVP ranking system. I want to know what this I is. I want to know what they mean. What is it? What is a class A? We don't even... Class know. A means class awesome. Yeah. And then class B means Bad. class... Yeah. Bet you could get something better. <laughs> and class C is class cool but do better next time <laughs> no class b is bro bro class d is dude. dude um there's three bangs something appears on the connect bill asks for it to wave the figure on the connect it does a little hip shimmy yeah like kind of. it, it looks like one of those dancing christmas trees yes <laughs> The little, the little cheap uh, robotic gifts that you can give people if you don't care about them at Christmas. Yeah, time. like you press a button and then it like plays rocking around the Christmas tree and then like dances <laughs> and you might get it as a white elephant gift. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course it's small again. These things are always tiny. tiny. And they're like, oh, it's a child. Much like the image on the Kinect device. And when Billy gets back, they try to like set it back up again with Bill Chapel as the figure. To, like, demonstrate how the sizing. Yes. Like they do on the Bigfoot show. Yeah, I have that in my notes. They do, like, a Finding Bigfoot-esque scaling where they ask some human within the group to go over there for scaling and then say it's bigger or smaller. And then they conclude since it's obviously smaller, it's a child, and that must mean it's Maggie. So in my notes, I hypothesize that that is why Zach did not climb into the bed, because they hypothesized Maggie's Maggie is little. a child. But she's supposed to be a woman, right? Dude, nothing ever makes sense on this show. Yeah, are you telling me? Yeah, Cam, you catch on fast. Nothing makes sense on Ghost Adventures. <laughs> like, my bet is they're saying that Maggie's like this child-sized ghost. So Zach probably, so it fits. Zach probably did climb in the bed, but they probably cut it out because yes. of that. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Tasteful. Gotta keep it tasteful on Ghost Adventures. Especially when you call out making fun of child molesters in the jail portion of the show. I was show. just thinking of that. It all comes full circle mm -hmm. all the time. Well, we gotta make something make sense out of this. <laughs> Ghost Adventures. High class. The people who have to do the editing and make sense out of all the footage they get. I What heroes? So Zach is... Yelling in the basement. Aaron is like sitting up on the in the digging area now. All of it stops. All of the paranormal activity down there just stops completely. Yeah, but we obviously got to send Aaron into the crawl space alone because why not? Because Aaron has to go in somewhere alone. Um, and after that, they send Billy and Bill send word to get the rest of the GAC back to the casino because stuff's happening. Mm -hmm. But then nothing happens except Bill Chapel just sort of explains what happened. And then they go to the jail. <laughs> well, okay, when they call in the whole squad to the casino bill chapel goes on this long third explanation of how the connect <laughs> yeah, works we hear about it for a third <laughs> and, time and then zach is talking about how bill chapel proved in later analysis that there is no human being in view and i'm over here like dude you were right there sitting at the connect when this happened what do you mean later analysis there was no human you were there in the room alone i want to know what the analysis was what did you do bill Tell me what you did. Asked Zach for his expert opinion, obviously. Yes, what yeah. are your methods, Bill? Bill, are you publishing? Are you planning on publishing this, Bill? Is it peer-reviewed? How how am I a reviewer on this journal? Uh, so, yeah, we go back to the casino. Bill explains again. Fucking... Oh, they also imply that you, too, can use your Xbox Connect at home to do ghost hunting <laughs> in your very own home. <laughs> so, hey, if you're out there and you got an Xbox Connect, fire that bad boy up and tell us how it works wait who Ghost said Week. this oh they were talking about it in the long like third explanation of how it works I'm yeah, surprised cool. that they talked about that because that means less business for Bill oh shit Bill they implied it okay. you're chomping your own business Bill well Bill does sell an Xbox Connect kitted out with his special software and you can buy it for like 1200 fucking dollars from so his website so he's just selling the software for 1200 dollars basically yeah well, it's also an Xbox Connect with a hand mount, so you can point it at stuff. You can 3D print a hand mount if you want it so much. And if you can buy from Bill Chapel, you probably have a 3D printer. Or access to one. They have them at most public libraries. Oh, 
That's awesome. Neat. So the fucking the jail. They went back to the jail. Nothing. They happened. got no evidence. Throwaway line. There was no audio or video evidence at the jail. Now Zach is careful to point out. Doesn't mean it's not haunted. Just means right, they, they didn't get anything. Right. And uh, Cameron, uh, when the credits started rolling, what is it that you you asked us? Was, That's it? <laughs> Seriously? Really? Every, Why? Every person who watches Ghost Adventures for the first time comes to the same conclusion, which is the ending is always shitty. Like, okay, even in like Finding Bigfoot, for example, which I mentioned is my touchstone for cryptid investigation shows, like they even have a voiceover going over the credits, just summarizing what they found or didn't find in the um, investigation. Ghost Adventures didn't have that. Nope. Ghost Adventures, Zach does like a poetic kind of wrap up, but it's not at all like comprehensive ever. Like a conclusion. So, uh, what was your favorite part of this episode, Cam? Oh, geez. Wow. All right. How do you pick a favorite part of this Ghost so, Adventures? I know. Isn't it hard? Um, it's really hard. Man, and I've listened to the podcast before, so I knew this question was coming, and I didn't even think about it. Let's see here. I probably just have to go with all the tech and yeah. how that is obvious, concrete, scientific evidence that ghosts are real. The fact that they explained uh, how that Xbox Connect worked like three different times. Yeah. I was also pretty excited to meet the man, the myth, and the legend, Bill Chapel. Yeah, he was here. How about you, Cassie? What was your favorite part? I really liked Dan's expression when Zach was about to turn off the light. <laughs> Lights out. That's it. Yeah, that's he it. He looks like the dog in What We Do in the Shadows at the end the of the movie. The very nice dog, yeah. Where they're like, yeah, we're going to have to put him down. And wait, do, can you do the accent? No, you're going to make fun of me for No, it. You I always can't make do fun it. of me for my accent. I can't do the accent. Good eye, Mike. We got some shrimp on the barbie no, tonight. No, can you do the line? Um, what does he say? At the end of the day, this dog's going to have to be put down. <laughs> And then you see this dog like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, are you talking about me? <laughs> How about you, Max? Oh, uh, that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, are you ready for light? Are you ready to go dark? What? <laughs> he doesn't actually say what, but it looks like he's going to say what. Oh, Tweet oh, oh, oh. oh. One, one, one last. All the, all the quality quotes. Skeptics have their own theory, but ours is validated by this chain of events. Like you, the, the one so bad we had to pause and laugh and write it down. Mine are built from logic and facts. This is an Aspen tree. You can tell that it's an Aspen because of the way it is. This is a Class A EVP. You can tell it is a Class A EVP because of the way that it is. Shout out Nature Walk. Shout out Nature Walk. Go watch Nature Walk. It's a really cute video on YouTube by Lenny Pepperbottom. I'm sure that's not the man's name. So I got Twitter opened up. Time for Tweet Watch. We got some good ones. By the way. Follow us on Twitter and at Haunted Insanely. We tweet about all kinds of dumb bullshit that just pops into our heads. I lost my real Twitter account, so I used the Insanely Haunted Twitter account to just tweet about dumb stuff (laughs) while Cassie's not looking. (laughs) Okay, hold on one second. First of all, our listener Mandy, hi Mandy, shared with us a bit from a, a brand new episode of Ghost Adventures that gives us a little bit of a scare. We got some goosebumps just because... Is he watching? You Does never know. Listen? We really don't want him to be listening. Is he on show. our tail? Um, okay. So, okay, so... You heard a little clip there. We're going to start it from the beginning for you. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is uh, Zach reflecting on people making fun of how... Zach's been reading the comments again. How he how he always lets in, makes Aaron go in first. And he's complaining about how people complain about that. sending Aaron all by himself. So this message is for you all. Let me tell you, it's scary to be in there. Yeah. Try being in there alone. And I don't want you go alone. Well, just stop. He's in there alone right now for a good reason. His phone went off. That was Zag Bagans uh, uh, imitating his haters. With the mouth to go with the voice. Yeah. So and, thanks, Mandy. And I like the live action of just the scary people in costumes cut throughout that. Yeah. yeah, yeah as yeah. if to highlight the point. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to highlight. So today is April 1st. It's April Fool's Day. At time of recording. This will go up. Yeah. Probably in like May or something. And but. Zach Bagans did an April Fool's joke. Oh, God. She said yes. That's so fucking basic. Are you kidding me? <laughs> With a little engagement ring emo- emoji. And then somebody replied to him and said, Zach, you do this every year. And then he says, I know I suck at this April Fool's shit. How many likes on these tweets? 
How much? What's the numbers? Uh, he has over 3,000 on the original, Christ. and there's over 1,000 on the reply. So which ghost did he propose to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that they'll have a, a happily forever afterlife together. Whoa! What is this? Okay. <laughs> this is weird. This is just really awkward. So somebody named Jackie, uh, tweeted to Zach a picture of her getting a tattoo of Zach Bagan's face with his stupid bowler hat on her arm. And he replies back, he replies back, you want to say it, Max? Good try, Jackie. That looks like a temp tattoo. Hashtag April Fools. (laughs) Damn, Zach, that's harsh, buddy. What if it's real? What if it's real? First of all, I'm so sorry, Jackie. Oh my God. Why are people doing this to themselves? Getting Ghost Adventures Zach Bacon's tattoos. Although I kind of want that. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, wow. That that one is uh, placed in a very interesting location. It's like the same image, but he's smiling in it. And it's uh, it's on the lower back side. Of um, I wonder if there's some tattoo artist out there just offering Zach Bacon's tattoos in let their me, catalog. Let, let me practice on you with my new Zach tat. <laughs> Anything else in Tweet Watch? <gasps> mm. Is this news? Mm. Okay, um, just a little uh, hint. Uh, something that's coming soon. Recent oh. Zach Bay and I love how tweet. I'm just now automatically conscripted to read Zach's tweets. Yeah. Headed to Washington to film hashtag ghost adventures. And my mom gives me this 1950s map in case my phone don't work. I feel like Marty McFly. He is coming to our home state, by the way. That's the that's the lead I just buried there. By the time you have heard this, he will probably have come and gone. Oh, is he's retweeting Mark Hamill? Anything interesting going on in that? Mark <laughs> oh boy! I just can't believe he's talking to Mark Mark Hamill like this. But Mark Hamill posted. He's like doing a little song. Please let me tell you about my best friend. And then he says, "The Wicked Fun begins when Child's Play movie is unleashed in theaters Friday, June twenty first, twenty nineteen. Oh, he's Chucky. That's excellent. That's excellent. But Zach Baggins is trying to like be cool with him, and he says, "Stop by haunted me at haunted museum sometime, bro. We got a cursed doll that speaks in her own voice." Hashtag Peggy the doll. How the did, aud- did he just self promote on Mark Hamill's tweet? He did. Yes, he, he did. did. And the audacity of calling Mark Hamill bro in that <laughs> self promo. There's another one. Someone, How classy can you get? Someone called Santa Claus with an X says, "My spirit animal is." At Zach Baggins. And Zach replied, I'm a human. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But he wants to be a ghost so bad. We we took a couple weeks off of Insanely Haunted recording, and it's nice to get back into these tweets. It is. It's nice to spend time with our buddy Zach. Well, Cameron, thank you for coming on the show. Oh, it's been an experience. We're so happy. Pleasure hanging out with you guys, as always. So my main question is, as somebody who used to listen to the podcast but not watch Ghost Adventures, and now you are a, a podcast listener who has also seen Ghost Adventures, how different do you feel you've, your, your, your life has changed? I'm not sure if I would say my life has changed. Okay. I would say that another dimension has been added mm, to it mm. because now there's the visual component and, yeah. you know, being able to put a face and a voice with these names, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's fun to listen to you two riff on them all the time. So you kind of know what you're getting into. Now, and now you know what it's like. And to now be it's us. like, oh, yeah. OK, well, I've got a quick wit. I can jump right in there yes. with them. Mm-hmm, you've, mm-hmm. you've seen behind the curtain. You know how the sausage gets made. And we're so glad you came. And we hope you come again next sometime. Thank you again for having oh, me. Of Thanks course, for it's being been a pleasure. Um, we couldn't very rightly end this episode without telling you to support your nas- your state and national parks. Please. Please. Please do. I think that this summer we're probably going to try and go to North Cascades National Park or North Cascadia. I think it's North Cascades. It's a uh, not as vis- not as uh, well known as some others. but And those are nice to go to, really. Yeah, partially because there's less people there and it feels more rustic. Uh, also, a big thank you to our good friend, Leandra. Thanks, Thanks for, for the, the hand. hand. And uh, also a huge thank you to the Scavengers Network. Thanks, guys. The Scavengers Network is the home of our podcast and lots of other great podcasts and great YouTube shows. I'm a big fan of Historical Hotties. It's another Scavengers Network show where two really great sisters, really cool, funny sisters, talk about uh, different people from history and discuss how bangable they are. Mm-hmm. There's also Myth Takes by our really good friend Colin. It's a, it's a live play show where they play Monster of the Week, a Powered by the Apocalypse game that I really want to play because it's got big Buffy the Vampire Slayer energy. 
Yeah. And I would love to play it with you sometime. Maybe maybe a bonus episode of Insane, of Insanely Haunted. Yeah. And the last thing I want to say, of course, after saying follow us on, on Twitter, is go to our Patreon page mm-hmm. and get uh, signed up to uh, cool to get cool stuff. Like at uh, $3 a month, you can join our Discord, talk to our other cool patrons. At $5 a month, you get to submit questions to a Q&A. The, the Q&A mini-sode that we released a little while ago is the first example of that. Last Remember- week. Yeah. Yes. Well, it, last week at time of recording. time of recording. Yes. yes. And remember, at $3 a month or higher, you will get, I think it's eight copies of bingo cards. Yes. So you can play Ghost Adventures Bingo at home with your friends. There's other... PDF you can download and print. There's other levels and there's other cool stuff. And you can all check it out at patreon.com slash insanely haunted. And of course, support Scavengers Network on Patreon, which I always feel compelled to say. And support Ghost Adventures. Buy the DVDs. They're not that expensive. You can find them, except for season eight, which is inexplicably crazy expensive. Really? We we experienced this together. Oh, we did? Yeah. No, I think it's season six. six. Season six is unreasonably expensive. I think it's because it has like 500,000 discs inside yeah. with way more episodes than are actually on season hey, six. Here's an admission that I've had to make that I need to make to you right now. What? When we finish what has been described as season six... We will be finishing what has been described on Wikipedia as season seven. Okay. So just so you know, we're just sort of doing whatever here. And I hope you're okay with that, listener, because I'm okay with it. Anyway, I've made peace with it. Time to make peace with this podcast. Thanks for listening again. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Cameron. And you just heard a a Class A EVP. Good job. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. When I fall in love, I get dizzy. I fall out just This is Historical Hotties, a podcast where we go through different categories of historical figure and try and figure out which one is the biggest babe. Welcome once again to Historical Hotties, the show where we rummage around the attic of history in search of the box marked hotties. With me is the woman who never grows tired of reminding me that the mountain she's named after is way more famous than the mountain I'm named after. For anything that it couldn't be transcribed and written on the sheet music, anything that they had to have like a physical photo or anything, Baker would pin the important documents to her underwear and counted on her fame to avoid strip search when going like across borders and through Nazi checkpoints. I am Whitney Nelson, and with us as always is the lady whose first crushes were Sherlock Holmes and Indiana Jones. Lindsay Nelson. Sherlock Holmes was probably definitely a red flag. (laughs) And he also pioneered the walking skirt, which is very controversial at the time because it was short enough to see the ankles. One of your most important joints. Is it one of your most um... important joints? (laughs) I don't know. It was because of Princess Song Darling Nikki that explicit warning labels exist. Wow. Tipper Gore and yeah. Zoroastrianism, not things I expected to come up in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Before the hair got fully wild, but it's just still kind of like... Yeah, let's, let's talk about uh, old list now, because that man yeah. did not age well. Uh, well, before we get to see which list... Uh... <laughs> Alright, well, we'll see you next week, and uh, stay hot, everybody, in your tight, tight rock and roll pants. <laughs> That's a good sign-off. I like that. Thank you.